All right, we're recording. We're it rolling. is Sunday, the 11th of December, 2022. We're doing our 13th, count them, 13 uh, Five, episodes man. we've Lucky done. Number 13, let's roll. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's 32 overall. Yeah, 32 overall. Uh, been going at this since May of this year almost 200 followers on twitter almost not quite almost there um yeah things are steadily uh going along and like i said in the the last time we sat down you know it's holiday season you know might be more of these podcasts than ones with other guests but uh i had a presidential candidate on last episode so i think i did pretty well you know i mean i'm not having as many guests but the guests that i'm bringing on solid Bangers, including you. Shit, I'm a regular now. A regular, a solid regular. We have like, yeah, we have our own. It's like differentiated from the regular episodes. We have our own thing. It's real random what we talk about. I feel like with a lot of my guests, you you know, people can probably guess what we're going to talk about, kind of. You know, you could get in the right ballpark with us. You never know. These episodes are a little more unstructured and we'll probably... You know, like eventually at some point we'll probably start occurring, you know, not just the regular. So we might throw some of these in during the week. I don't know. We can never both get on a good schedule, you know. It is hard to work out a schedule. Um, That's why I'm not looking for as many guests during the holiday season. Like trying to trying to find out a great time. That's a good I'm going to crack me one of those, too. God damn. Um, I splattered beer all over my fucking (laughs) keyboard. Fuck. (laughs) It's part of the dangers of being on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, oh, I got a notification. I don't usually. Oh, okay, never mind. Twitter distracted me. Not important. Not at 200 followers yet. So that did add one to the total. So, I mean, I mean, are are we going to start with sports? Because there's a lot of sports stuff going on. Let's start. Let's do. Let's skip like uh, let's skip like the NFL this week and shit like that. Like, ah, let's let's hit on the world sports, like the World Cup and shit like that. There's been a lot going on there, and I feel like that can get us to some more interesting topics. You know, the one thing about the NFL, I think we should shout out though, uh, Baker Mayfield, fucking dude, Fam- yeah, yeah, <laughs> coming in and getting it done, man, He's getting it done. You, you know, it wasn't pretty. It was fucking. No. It wasn't his best game. Ever, it was his best game, fucking, you know, for them. But it was a win. It was a win, which, which he uh, he hasn't seen a lot of those this season. No, you know, got in system that he had to learn within forty eight hours, and you know, Matt Stafford out, Aaron Donald out, Cooper Cup out, and got it done. I mean, Van Jefferson I mean, yeah. with the hands. Yeah, dude, he's yeah, oh, he's nice with it. I also just I, I love that it's the Raiders that they beat because I'm still salty about Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay. So, you know, I mean, I'm glad Baker got it done. I was rooting for him uh, on Thursday night. Wasn't fucking betting on him, though. No, 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 definitely wasn't going to throw a bet down on him. Uh, I need to see some more of them before I'm willing to willing to do that. Uh, yeah, no, the World Cup has been going on, though. 
something that more people around the world care about, but I don't know. This audience, I'm not 100% sure. No, we'll see. I know. <laughs> you, we, I remember we were pulling. I haven't, I haven't asked you in a minute. Did you know where most of our listeners come from? Do we used to have some that were like in, uh, where the fuck were they? Oh, like outside of the States? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's some, I don't know. It's some ones you wouldn't expect. And well, maybe some you would expect to. Hold on. I think I can pull that information up fairly quickly. RSS makes it, uh, pretty, pretty easy to do. All right, so let me see. Top five countries other than the United States that this podcast is listened to. Uh, number one is Belgium. That's right, Belgium. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but what's up, guys? <laughs> how y'all doing? Did it show how many times they listen, or was that just like that one-time fluke and most of our listeners are in the States? No, it tallies them up, but the list is a little janky. I don't know if it's like a glitch in the system, but it like repeats multiple like multiple lines multiple times. It's kind of odd. Um, I don't know why it does that. France is number two, and they're having a they're having a pretty good World Cup. the The listeners we have in France might be excited. Mexico number three, uh, the United Kingdom at number four. Uh, and Russia at number five. I feel like if it says Russia, it's probably somebody using a fucking VPN or some shit. Honestly, it might be most of these. I have no it's idea. There's no way for me to tell. Yeah. If y'all want to come on this fucking show or slide the DMs, you know, let us know. But that hasn't happened yet, you know. Yeah. No, it hasn't. DMs are open, though, if anyone wants to slide in there and say what's up. It's wide open. It's just a button on the profile page. Right there. Yeah. Well, I'd say out of all of those, France is having the best World Cup. They, uh, let's see, there's not any games tomorrow, but France plays Morocco first. I, I, th- I think, I think this is right. The first African team to reach the semifinals ever. Uh, they play on Wednesday, and then Argentina plays Croatia on Tuesday. Um, a lot of disappointment, though, this past week. Brazil got knocked out by Croatia. England lost to France, and uh, everybody rooting for a Ronaldo Messi World Cup. You know, you might get half that equation. Yeah. You're not going to get both, though. They didn't even. He, I mean, he played a little bit, but he uh, he came off the bench, I believe, in both. Right? Maybe he got benched in the last game, and then he came off the bench in this one. Not sure, but he wasn't playing his full time. I mean, he's, I think he's 37 now. So, you know, getting a little older. This, I mean, this is messy in his both last World Cup tournament. I mean, there's not really any, any doubt about that. But, yeah, uh, probably highly unlikely. And hopefully, at least, fucking, was it Ronaldo? He's coming to Miami, right? They're talking about it. Oh, that was a nice fucking crack right there. I thought it was Messi that was talking about coming to Miami. Shit, I don't fucking know. I'm not. A, I'm a fucking very, very casual soccer fan. You know? Yeah, pretty much this. The World Cup is when uh, I start paying more attention to soccer. Like whenever the big tournaments are on. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Messi that's interested in going to Miami. That'd be cool. He would slaughter everyone in the MLS. He would come in and just decimate everybody. Doesn't he owe a bunch in taxes? Uh, Nothing against that. 
don't don't any of our listeners take offense to that. I will not judge you for owing in taxes. You know, I know he did a while back. Uh, he was using like offshore companies and shit to avoid paying taxes, and it uh, caught up to him. That was a, it, that was. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. Like like we said, pretty casual soccer fans here, but uh, there was a lot of speculation that Ronaldo and Messi were like leaving the countries they were playing in to avoid paying taxes or to avoid getting caught. I don't know how true that is. Maybe it's maybe it is true. Maybe it's partially true. I don't know. But I, I do remember reading a lot about that back when it happened. Back when it was like a big headline a couple years ago. Whenever that was. I thought he like moved teams because of it or something like that. Like it was a portion of why. That's what I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing that, but I don't know. I don't know like I don't know how true that is. I don't remember. I can't you know? I Maybe it is. I, I have no idea. It could be. Maybe it was just in the headlines. I don't know. It's been like early college since I fucking paid much attention to soccer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I definitely watched more soccer back in college. Now that I mean, you know, I have like work and shit now. Yeah, you used to be able to be up at like fucking like eight AM with nothing to do. You know, sitting in a classroom bored as fuck on your computer. I'm sure if you had to sit around bored as fuck on your computer now, you'd throw on some soccer, maybe. Uh yeah, mm. not while basketball is on. Not while basketball is on. Or no. football. Or on Saturdays when there's fights. You know, I mean <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough. It's hard. Well, a lot of the a lot of like uh if you want to watch the Premier League teams, like they all play in the morning. Yeah, like it, you know, they play way early. They play like fuck. They'll play at like six thirty in the morning, and it's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't wake up and watch anything for that. You know, I think the only sport I've woken up at like six in the morning to watch would be uh, MMA when they go to like somewhere in Asia. But even then, I don't think they started at like six thirty. I think they maybe started at like eight a.m., which is not, you know, it's not as early as it could be. No, it's not as early as it could be. Fucking yeah, I guess it all uh, depends on it's all it's all like you know wherever you are too. Our listeners might be in fucking Pacific time or some shit. Who knows? Maybe they do like the World Cup. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, are Americans, oh, yeah, no fucking whatever. World Cup, fucking soccer, whatever, fucking. But I feel like it it does like uh, I was listening to some shit the other day. Well, the World Cup is like a. Isn't the whole pr- purpose of the World Cup, whenever the fuck it started, same thing for the Olympics, it's all just to build, like, international camaraderie, you know? Yeah. There's I mean, that crazy- sounds right. It's definitely true about the Olympics. I don't know. It would make sense. Shit. I'll it is pretty to- cool. I mean, it, it's just dope. I mean, to have, like, all these different countries trying to compete and be, like, the best soccer team in the world is... A very fun concept. It's awesome. I mean, it's the only time Americans care about soccer. That's how exciting it is. It gets Americans into a sport that, you know, for the for the other fucking three and a half years in between World Cups, they, they don't give a shit about. And even then, most Americans lose interest when the U.S. gets knocked out, which happens pretty early in the tournament every Weird. year. Hey, we won the women's last time, right? 
I think so, yeah. Time before. They Not killed bad. it too. I think they scored like a bunch of goals. I think it was like 13 to something. Damn. That's they like crazy. killed them. Yeah, no, the 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 women's US team is dope. They they're great. Men's US team though. It's just I mean like other countries have been playing soccer for generations. I mean, we, you know, you got to give us some time to catch up. Oh yeah. We only have like one star. It's Pulisic. He, you know, he's like it. He's the only one anyone knows. He's the only one anyone talks about. And I mean, we made it out of like the grouping stage, but we got eliminated in that. I don't know what they call it. It's like the group of 16 or whatever, you know? So we didn't get eliminated in like the very early fucking process, but we still got eliminated pretty early. We made the sweet 16. That's fucking the sweet 16. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it'll be cool. I'm hoping that Messi uh, gets to go. This is his last one. Um, so I hope he gets to go, and then I think it would be pretty cool for France to go back and try to try to repeat, get Mbappe a second World Cup win at 23 years old. I think it'd be fun. I'll watch that as long as it isn't at 6:30 in the morning. I don't know if I'll, I still don't think I'll fucking watch it. Like I might check the highlights, but I'll catch the highlights at least. Yeah, no, I'll <laughs> check in. the highlights. I'll, maybe I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch some of it. Shit. I'll turn it on, and if they ain't scored a goal in 20 minutes, I'm going to stop watching. I'll give yeah. them 20. I'll give them 15 minutes. I'll yeah, give them I'll, 10 I'll, minutes. I'll cut them on with something else in the background, you know. I'll <laughs> cut them on as the background, you know. I'll do that. If I'm in a restaurant, I'll watch them, you know. Yeah. I'll watch. Why not? There's not going to be anything else going on, you know. There's probably not going to be any other sports on. No. Not at that. It's probably be on like 10 a.m. our time. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be it'll be good. I'll throw it on. Why not? It only comes around once every four years. I can dedicate X amount of time to soccer every four years. Yeah, 10 minutes, like you said. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about these UFC fights that happened yesterday. I did get some follower engagement on them when I was tweeting about them. So That's good. It was good. Uh, and so was the card up until... The end yeah. of the final two fights. Yeah. The two All finishes, firstly. I mean, we could start with that. I mean, that, that's that's what you want, really, when you're Dude, watching a card. What about old fucking, what's his name? Well, not old fucking, young, what's his... Uh... Old fucking. <laughs> <laughs> old fucking 18-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a beast, dude. Well, he came in there with the fucking happy feet bouncing around like a fuck, but... Dude, he got to work quick. He was, it's like, he came in there fucking hopping around like he was just so excited to just fuck that dude shit up. And he did. It was great. He's like, beginning to end, he did fucking, he was like, did nothing wrong. I mean, you know, obviously you could always fucking just knock someone out first fucking strike. But like, you know, he just He did pretty good. He he didn't take any damage. Yeah, he did everything he needed to, got the guy on the ground and just kept working at the submission until he got it. I Strong mean, from bitch, dude. He fucking just like yeah. his takedowns were just like just dominating motherfuckers. Yeah. He looked good. He looked good. Uh it was interesting. I listened to Dana talk about it after the fact and he said uh somebody asked him was like how far do you think this this kid can go? And he's like, I don't know. 
It was like he's won one fight. He he looked really good. He looked awesome. Um, but he was like, yeah, you know, you never know how far these guys can get. You just kind of got to – they asked him about developing him, you know, and you kind of just have to take it one fight at a time. He passed the first test. They'll give so him somebody a little harder next time. What is it he's going to go – he wants to go to Vegas and fucking – did he get he get any fucking post fight like or you know like postcard to fucking awards and shit? So everybody got every everybody who got a finish got a, a performance of the night bonus. And in addition to that, Alex Morono, who came in late notice to replace Robbie Lawler, uh, yeah. he lost. He got TKO'd. He was winning the fight. He was like up Dude, two rounds going crazy. into the third. That was yeah. fucking yeah. Yeah, dude, and his uh, his coach his coach was just like, "Look, you're down two rounds. You've got to finish him. Like, come on, pick up the pace." And Santiago did. It was a it was a hell of a comeback win. Dude, uh, but, that was it was a great comeback. It was like, I mean, and it, he didn't get him by much. Like he just got it in there. You know, he just landed a couple shots. Yeah, I he look. He knew he was down. He he knew what he had to do. Uh, I feel like he, you know, if he was ever going to finish that fight, it would be the way that he did. It was. It's the beauty of the fucking sport. It's like you can be completely win and then fucking lose in a second. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're conscious, <laughs> you're in the game. Good for what's his name? What what's his name? The fucking uh, uh, the guy that won that fight. Yeah, no, the guy that came in. Uh, Alex Morono for stepping yeah. up. Good for him for stepping up, dude. Like he's he got a, even though he lost, he got a performance bonus. Dana White gave it to him. Yeah, he gave, no, he gave him his win money, whatever that was. Oh, that's so. Good. Yeah, no, Dana was uh, feeling generous, but boy, well, actually, no, there, there's some other good stuff out. So Ro- Rosas looks good, yeah. um, super young. It's good to go in when you debut. A lot of we've talked about that, but like, like a lot of people don't. Great fighters will lose, you know, their UFC debut, and then go on like massive win streaks but he you know he got it done um Ilya Topura Topuria actually I think is the is how you would pronounce it he looked great dude it, I was driving he, during that one so fucking yeah what happened I, he just hits hard as fuck and like Bryce Mitchell is not his striking is not terrible but there's definitely room for improvement and Ilya Topuria showed that there's levels to strike he just he just kept hitting them with these hard like overhand shots to the head. I mean, and Bryce kept eating them, you know, for what it's worth. I mean, until he couldn't eat them no more, he was starting to, you know, he he was he wasn't really wearing the damage well. He was bleeding. He looked he looked like he was halfway in, halfway out. <laughs> Eyes kind of glazed over. Like he was just getting hit with these hard, hard shots, and he finally took too much. He just couldn't take any more. And uh, Topuria was able to get him down on the earth. He might have knocked him down. I can't really remember. But he got you know got on top of him and manhandled him to the ground, which was crazy to see. Uh, it was like in the middle of the second when the fight ended. But he just like – he just grabbed Bryce and like slammed him into the mat and then applied an arm triangle choke and submitted him all, all fairly quickly, you know. And, I mean, this is a guy whose who's ground game is just so fucking good. You know, I've watched I've watched Bryce Mitchell, Mitchell manhandle like Charles Rosa and you know some other guys that are really good on the ground and I don't know for Petoperia to beat him pretty much everywhere in the fight uh, was very impressive and I mean another fight we got to talk about is Patty's but Topuria and Patty have beef 
Topuria wants to fight him. Uh, <laughs> if I was Patty, I I definitely would not take that fight though. Um, I feel like he's got to though, or he's a bitch. It's it's also not a bad move. I mean, if he was to fuck around and beat Topuria, uh, Topuria is going to be ranked. Mitchell was nine. Uh, in yeah, well, I don't know. Topuria moved down to fight Bryce Mitchell. Patty's at uh, lightweight. Bryce Mitchell was number nine at featherweight. So I don't know. Maybe Topuria would come back up to fight Patty. It's kind of hard to imagine Patty dropping down to one forty-five. I was about to say that's some he fuck. I say I say some bitch too much. Fucking he, <laughs> he he, yeah. His his fat fucking ass was not coming down anymore. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> you, so you you saying there's no chance, no chance, <laughs> no chance, no chance. We see him no. at. Uh, dude, he fucking blows up as soon as fights are over. And I know I don't know if it's a joke or what, but like, dude, that dude. shit is not fucking sustainable. Yeah, long term, he's going to have to change that up. Hey, dude, he fucking, he eats, son. I love to eat. I don't love to eat nearly as much as Patty Pimblett does. That motherfucker throws down when he eats. Oh, I've, I've, I've just, I've seen clips of videos of him just fucking throwing down food. Yeah, he he's a menace. He's like a goddamn dog out of a shelter, you know. <laughs> Just fucking survival and competition. <laughs> he eats every meal like it could be his last. Like like somebody's gonna take it from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, dude. He just—I mean—it makes you sick looking at him eating all that food. It's like, God damn, dude. Like he eats how I want to eat. You know, if I could eat all that food and not become four hundred pounds, that'd be awesome. But it, I can't do that. His eating is not his problem. His fucking inability to fucking protect his chin is. Yeah, that's actually going to be a much more immediate problem for him going forward. He fights with that chin just stuck up in the air. You know, I mean, to the point where, <clears throat> you know, his coaches are like yelling at him, like, tuck your chin. Because <laughs> that shit is just sticking up. And I mean, yeah, there's other things too. He he makes questionable decisions sometimes. You know, he doesn't have the best fight IQ, and I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but like he is, he he's gonna have to make a lot of improvements before he fights someone in the top fifteen at one fifty five. I mean, I don't. We talked about Topuria. I don't think he beats Topuria. And then I looked at the UFC top fifteen earlier. I don't think he beats anybody in the. In lightweight's top fifteen, I like anyone, like up up down the whole fucking list. I don't think he beats any of them. He's he's you know he's good on the ground. His stand up needs some improvement, but it's I mean it's not bad. But you know his stand ups, I like. I mean his his striking's fucking it's yeah, it's good. good. It's just it's just his fucking his defense is fucking really lacking. Like he's yeah. shot after shot on the fucking chin. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I tweeted the other day. I was like, like his def- his his defense is not good. Like he's just eating shots. It's like he's throwing, but he's also like he's eating I mean, uh, he does well. shots. He fucking he he takes them well. Yeah, he does. He did. I mean, he didn't get knocked out or nothing like that. And um, I mean, I you know, uh, like a lot of other people think, I think Patty won the third round. Um, I don't think he won either of the other rounds. I'm not. 
uh, I wasn't super impressed with his performance, and I really wasn't impressed with the way that after the fight he was like, yeah, I obviously won all three rounds. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. No, you didn't. Just plainly did not win all three rounds. I don't understand how he or anyone else could think that. That blows my mind. Like, none of the judges scored it that way. You know, like the judges gave uh, Gordon a round apiece. Like, nobody should think that Patty Pimblett won all three of those rounds. I don't think anybody, I don't think, it's kind of sad that fucking all the judges thought that he won fucking two out of the three of the rounds. Like, that should be a fucking split decision. Yeah. Somebody should have had a fucking brain in their skull, but no. I, yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I was expecting that it would be 29-28 Jared Gordon. And I honestly, I would not, I wouldn't have hated a 30-27 Jared Gordon either. It would not have been my my scorecard. That's not what I would have done. But I, I wouldn't have thought that that was a robbery. I just, I mean, yeah, no, I think Jared Gordon should have won that fight. And Jared Gordon is a great fighter. He hits hard. His striking is good. He's not a top 15 guy either. And if Patty struggles like this against him, I mean, he's really going to struggle on his way up the rankings. I mean, he can make improvements. He can, you know, he can do all that stuff. But I'm just saying, as as it is right now, if he tries to fight top ranked guys, uh, I don't think it'll go well for him. No, I mean, uh, every fight could be different, but like, you know. You it will not go well if you continue to expose your fucking face like that. That's just it. Like that's yeah. that's at the end of the day, everything else is fine, but you just can't fucking take those shots all all the time. Yeah, one thing I can say with absolute certainty is that if he continues to do that, he will get knocked out. If if he does if he doesn't tuck that chin, he will. Somebody will catch him. Somebody will sleep him. He'll end up fighting like Michael Johnson or some shit. Johnson will just fucking <laughs> really hit him one time and it'll be over, you know? Like there's there's a lot of hard hitters out there, man. At 155? Ah, uh, yeah, he's gonna have to fix that. I mean, if if uh if Jared Gordon was hitting him like that, imagine what some of them other guys would do to him. I don't know. I like Patty too. I'm just saying. Uh, need to see some improvement before he moves up. But, you know, if you watch that fight and you didn't think the judging could get any shittier, then you fucking, you didn't see the end of the main event. I mean, firstly, before you even get into the details, it's a promotional disaster for the UFC to not have a fucking light heavyweight champion. To have a title fight and have no champion at the end of it. It's not ideal, especially when you've got, you know, Yuri Prohaska, who, you know, is basically the champ, should be the champ. He's out. And then, you know, you had Glover, who who didn't want to fight Ankalaev on short notice. I mean, 205s, that division is just kind of a mess right now. And what they didn't need at the end of this fight uh, was indecisiveness in the decision. And a, a split draw is wild to see. Yeah, I mean, you don't see draws that often, period. But a split draw is um, is really something. It's not unique. Well, I mean, it is unique, but it's not unheard of. I, I saw somebody else tweet 
you know, last night. It's like that's happened five times in UFC title fights, which is kind of crazy. Why is I wouldn't it always happening in title fights? Uh, it happens in other fights, too. It's just uh, nobody knows. Nobody remembers those. You know, and, I mean, this is uh, this is another one that's pretty perplexing. I don't have the judges' scorecards pulled up in front of me, but it was um, like some guy scored. I mean, how split draws work is one guy scored it for Blahovich, one guy scored it for Ankalaev, and then one guy scored it a draw. And I could see. I don't know. I, I don't think a draw should have happened because um, like for a draw to happen, like somebody had to either be deducted a point or score one of the rounds like a 10-8, you know, and two of the judges scored the fifth round at 10-8 in favor of um, Ankalaev, I believe. But I don't think that round should have been a 10-8. I mean, Ankalaev won the round, but he didn't. He doesn't deserve a 10-8 for it. And that's the only way that something like a split draw can happen. I think, uh, I don't know. I thought Ankalaev won three rounds to two. I think he I think he won a close first round, and then he rallied back and won the final two rounds of the fight after getting beat up on a little bit. I think he should have been, you know, I think it should have been 48-47 Ankalaev. Um. Even even a forty eight forty seven Blahovich would, I like I wouldn't agree with that, but it it wouldn't be terrible. It would not be a great decision, but it wouldn't be you know as bad as the one they got. I'm just saying, like without the ten eight rounds that I don't think should have been given, there would have been like there can't be a draw. So I I just think I think it was just very poor judging. Thank God that we only had two decisions. It does suck that those two decisions were like the two most important fights of the night. But I mean, holy shit, that kind of judging is just fucking is crazy. It's unacceptable. It's not going to get solved. People have been yelling about judging for years and years and years. There's no real solution to it because the UFC doesn't control it in any way. Uh, And there's not really anyone to hold the athletic commission accountable. I mean, you know, the governor could, but who gives a, they don't care. They have a million other things going on other than I don't think <laughs> MMA governor, judging. Most governors don't want to fucking, eh, that's not true. Some of them like to fucking be involved in some cage fighting, but like, you know, generally speaking, no. Not really something you probably want tied to you. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, I think it was Luke Thomas. I think he's a, he does stuff for like MMA fighting dot com or whatever their group is called. Uh, I think he's with them. I might not be right about that, but whatever. I heard him talking, and apparently Nate Diaz got busted for smoking weed a few times in the UFC, you know? And uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission used to have like a like a three strikes, you're out rule. And Nate Diaz hit his third strike, and they wanted to ban him for something like like four, four and a half years. I think even like a lifetime ban was in was in talks. And the governor did complain. I don't remember who it was at the time, but the governor in uh, Nevada like wrote a complaint to the athletic commission or whatever he did. Like, 
<laughs> like wrote like the governor at the time wrote in support of Nate Diaz, who was not even as big of a star as he is today. Like he's a way bigger star than he was however many years ago that was. But like he had a governor writing to the commission on his behalf saying that they shouldn't suspend him. So it's it's crazy to think you would suspend somebody for marijuana when they're fucking fighting in a cage. It's not like they're fucking operating a fucking plane full of people. It's like, yeah. Let's don't don't let him do meth. If he wants to fucking do something to slow him down, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think, you know. Never have I gotten high and been like, yeah, I want to fight somebody right now. You know, that sounds terrible to me. I don't know why anybody would want to fight high. No, I just don't. I don't. <laughs> I just don't think it would go well. You know, I so they they uh they stopped. They, t- they stopped testing for it, like out of camp. I think in competition, maybe. I don't know that they test for it in competition either. I'm not 100 percent sure. But they did stop testing for it. If you're like, if you're not scheduled to fight, you're not in camp, you're not doing that, you can do whatever. So they did at least change that. At least their marijuana rules are not as bad as they used to be. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of the highlights from the fights. I mean, uh, let me see. Yeah, the young guy looked good. Um, Oh, Darren, do you watch the Darren Till fight? I did watch the Darren Till fight. I he lost it, and he lost at the yeah. very end of it. Oh yeah, yeah, he got submitted. He made it. He he's dude. He was he's fucking he he's such a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you fucking you are a good fighter. You just fucking continuously like like you get lazy, and you just fucking you do stupid shit. It's like if you're playing the fucking game and you just like the UFC game for I guess I should elaborate a little more. The game. You just fucking goddamn. You just hit the wrong button and you go to the ground and you don't know what to do when you get there. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was like the promos before the fight started. He was like, I've been training with Kamzat and Dagestan and, you know, I've been working on my grappling. I've been working on my wrestling, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and then he know. goes into that fight and just. <laughs> Just flops over like a fucking fish, man. It's like the dude has over 20 pro fights. He's been in the UFC for, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that. You got to learn to grapple at some point. You don't have to be the best ever, you know, but you, you do have to know how to grapple some. He's one of those guys that was like supposed to be the fucking shit and then just like got exposed and then and now it's just mediocre, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked real good uh, when he came into the UFC. He was, I mean, he was known as a great striker, good counter striker, kickboxer, and he he went unbeaten for like six, seven fights, whatever it was. And uh, he knocked out Donald Cerrone. He, you know, he beat Stephen Thompson in what was I don't know if people remember, but a Darren Till missed weight. That was like the second time he had done that. And B, it was a boring ass fight. That shit was terrible. It was a terrible fight. But he won. So he got a title shot against Tyron Woodley, and he proceeded to throw all of like one significant strike before getting submitted in the second round. Just looked terrible. Knocked out by Jorge Masvidal after that. Moves up to middleweight. 
he has one win, a split decision win over Kelvin Gastelum. He's lost the rest of his fights. He's won one fight in four years. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a big part of his story, like after every loss, he, you know, they talk about how he's rebuilt himself and he started training at a new place and he's made these improvements and then he loses. What's his fucking problem? I don't know. Is I don't know what it good? is. Um, he's obviously good. He could beat my ass. I think, I think he, he kind of came up in a weird time, like kind of in between eras of fighters, almost not, not exactly, but like, like he fought Tyron Woodley for the welterweight title. Tyron Woodley was good when he was the champ, but he fell off real quick after that. And he's not, he's clearly not on the same level as somebody like Kamaru Usman or I mean, he wouldn't stand a chance against like Gilbert Burns or or Colby Covington or any of those guys. Like he's not that level of of fighter. And I feel like Darren Till is also not that level of fighter. Uh, Like I said, I mean, he's got the win over Steven Thompson. But other than that, you know, he doesn't have any other big wins. And he's lost all the other big contenders he's fought. Robert Whitaker, Derek Brunson, Jorge Masvidal. And now he he got beat by this guy, Duplessis. And Duplessis not as good as any of those other guys I just mentioned. And he still got finished. And he did not look good. So, I don't know. Bellator will, or not Bellator, fucking PFL will start a new season in a few months if he wants to, uh, you know, go over there. Trying to try to win a million bucks? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to fight like way lower level competition, like like outside top fifteen. I mean, he definitely needs to do that if he's going to have any chance at at turning his UFC career around. Yeah, that fucking uh, what's that? What's the guy who beat? What's his name? Uh, it's like Drakus Duplessis. I remember he, at the end of the fight. I had, that's that's his first one. The first one of his fights that I remember watching. Maybe I saw the other one. Fucking, he told Rogan or somebody, he was like, God damn, Duplessis going to be a household name or some shit like that. It's like, dude, fuck no, it's not Duplessis. <laughs> like, I have a weird ass last name. It's like, no one's going to know that shit. You know, Duplessis. <laughs> Ducos yeah. Duplessis or whatever the fuck. No. Sorry, come on the, come on the show, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, come on the show. But yeah, your name is... You're going to have to get a nickname. Maybe he's got one. What's his nickname? Uh, Let me see. Still Knox? According to Wikipedia, that is his nickname. Still Knox. Uh, Drykus, Still Knox, Duplessis. Household name, right? Household name right there. Rolls right off the tongue. God damn. I don't know. I'm a big fan, brother, but uh, you need a new nickname is all I'm saying. I don't know. I think think that basically sums up uh, the pay-per-view. Not how the UFC wanted to end their their, uh, pay-per-view, you know, run this year, but yeah, what can you do? They have one more card next week. Can't remember who's on it, but uh, 
I'm sure it'll be fun, whatever it is. I'll be watching because it's the last UFC card we'll have for like a month. Yeah, that sucks. That's okay, you know. What did them? They're coming back. What the fucking twentieth or, or something around that January? Yeah, it's like five weeks. I think they'll be off. Uh, you know, I mean, they deserve a break. I, I suppose they got to take it. I mean, it makes sense that they would take a break at some point in the year, and this this time of year makes as good a sense as any. <laughs> Let everybody go home for Christmas and shit. I don't know what uh, what I mean, what political stuff do we want to get into? I imagine we don't we don't have that much time left. Shit, we got about now ah, we got 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Uh let me think. Damn, I do have to get up in the morning at some point. Uh, how's your laptop doing? Uh lap dude, I fucking went and got an extension cord. So Damn. We are plugged up into the it's the ceiling. It's up by the garage door opener. For all the listeners, I'm in my garage in the car. It's the best studio I got at this point. But, yeah. you know, once those sponsorships start rolling in, we'll make some upgrades. You'll be able to move out of your car. Yeah, move out of my car. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a picture of the setup before we started rolling. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. nice setup. You got the beer, you got the bong. The car is not operating. Drinking and driving is no good. But uh, no, yeah, it's sitting I, still. It is stationary. You're not going to do anything after this other than go inside and go to out. sleep. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking! I got an extension cord running. It's closed in the door. It's fucking. It's not bad, you know. It's a fucking setup. It works. It works. You know, it works well enough. I mean, <laughs> got to record that podcast somewhere. Shit, uh, fucking! What do we got in world events? Uh. Damn, we spent a little bit of time on the fucking sporting shit. We uh, did. It just rolls by. It just rolls by. Let's go with uh, the coup in Peru. And there's one in Germany, too. Goddamn, like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. there were Yeah, there were two coups attempted over this past week. Neither were successful. And one was definitely more serious than the other. Hey, don't um, say that. Our German listeners are going to be offended. Or maybe our uh, Peruvian listeners would be offended. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I think they have bigger things going on in Peru than uh, listening to this podcast, but maybe not. Hello, Peru. Good luck out is, there. Uh, is, is Peruvian the right fucking term? Uh, I don't, I think, don't know. So. I think so, yeah. Maybe. Fuck, maybe. It's the term I used. Shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the, yeah, the president in there was facing impeachment and, uh, I, I, I read very little about what he did. I mean, I don't know exactly, I don't know the extent of it all, but he was arrested and charged with rebellion and he was going to be impeached for, I know part of it was, uh, or a big part of it was that like he, and other lawmakers and his family are like profiting from these big government contracts that are being awarded to places. Um, I think also they're accusing him of like obstruction and everything like that. And so the day comes where they're going to vote on his impeachment. It's the, I believe it's the third time they've tried to impeach him. And hours before the vote, 
he decides that he's going to declare like uh, like emergency rule and he's going to dissolve the Congress and he's just going to remain in power. And basically everyone told him to go, told him to go fuck himself. Like the military and the police were both like, absolutely not. We're not following anything. This dude says, uh, Congress did impeach him and like formally remove him from office. I believe like their high court determined that what he was doing was unconstitutional. And by the, uh, end of the day, the president got arrested and, the article that I read, it was in the New York Times. I don't have the title, though, so uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, it, it went into a little bit of detail about, like, the political situation in Peru. Not a whole lot of detail, but they've had six presidents since 2016, which is not a good sign. Not good. It's only been six years since 2016. Uh, I'd say that's not good. And then... That same article said that he went through 80 different ministers, you know, like cabinet level officials in his tenure. I don't know when he got into office. Should have made a note of that. Did not. Uh, and then he, he filled like other like lower level government positions with all these like. Like basically friends of his people that have been like convicted of corruption. There were a couple of people that were convicted of like murder that he appointed into some of these positions. So. That was a fun little anecdote. Probably not someone that needs to be president. You know? He's also the first uh, leftist leader that Peru has had in like quite some time. I don't remember exactly how long that they, before him, they had a whole bunch of conservative presidents. And uh, yeah, this guy's not had a very good go of it. Maybe people were, you know, I mean, maybe people realized that putting in a leftist like him is just not what they want, not what they needed. Not a guy like that anyway, very clearly, regardless of his political affiliation. It doesn't sound very good. Apparently he was polling at like 19%, you know, with people in like more conservative rural, or not conservative, but more rural areas were, were big fans of him. Um, I wonder why. Or what, did they say why? Was that explained in the article? Uh, no, not really. Nah. If it was, I don't remember, but... You know, I mean, it was, it, no, I mean, it's a pretty interesting situation. It's just, I mean, this guy like really tried as desperately as he could to hold on to power through any means necessary. And he failed. Everybody just like turned their back on him. They were like, absolutely not. That's crazy. And now they're having like deadly protests and shit. People are fed up. Um, I, yeah, people are like being, you know, wind up dead in the streets and they they want new elections because they have no faith in their government. If you can believe that. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why they're fed up with everything. Fucking six presidents in six years, 80 different ministers in like the past decade. An attempted coup. I wonder why they got fed up. You can't do that shit, man. No, we are lucky to be fucking living in this country in this fucking time period, you know? Hopefully. Hopefully shit doesn't hit the fan. We've we've got a democracy for now. It's a very fragile thing, you know? I, mean, I don't know if it's... It, you shouldn't just shrug it off as in some, assume it's going to be there tomorrow, you know? 
No. She got to appreciate that shit and fucking. If you have a chance, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what's the right thing. What, what's your civil service you're supposed to do to educate people on that shit and make sure, you know. I don't know. I think they just understand. I think it's a human thing to understand. I think it's a. I think it's something that's unique about. I don't know. The United States is just like. It is a. Just at this spot in here. I don't know. I'm not going to go on this fucking high rant right now. I'm just going to fucking stop. <laughs> no, I think um, I think the system that we have is uh, adaptable. It it doesn't adapt to what people want immediately. You know, sometimes it takes months, years. It can take a really long time. But it does eventually adapt to what like most people want. Like a majority of people, generally speaking, it and, and and people are very reactionary. They're very quick to to jump up and and yell and and protest and complain and like all this different kind of stuff. But you know, our our system, firstly, our our system was designed to be slower. You know, government wasn't meant to just be able to do everything super quickly all the time and pass all these bills and and regulations and spend all this money. And like, that was not the idea. They wanted it to be slow moving for a reason, you know? And get shit right. You take it, take it slow, you know? Yeah. I mean, you you know, like lawmakers are supposed to take their time and, you know, negotiate things and, and craft bills and, and like analyze problems and come up with solutions. And this is not, you can't solve all these complex problems that we have overnight. And sometimes you can't do it in a congressional cycle or a presidential term. You know, I mean, some of these problems that we have you know, are, are going to take a long time to solve. And, you know, we have elections every two years for the most part. You know, I mean, if you don't like the job that your leaders are doing at you know, almost every level of government, you you will have some say in that. You know, you might not get the result that you like, but you know, some sometimes that happens. There's got to be winners and losers in this. I, yeah, and the thing about it is, like, I don't know. It's the I feel like we've talked about this too on the fucking podcast already. I don't know. I have to go back and listen. But, like, it's just kind of why it's important to have, like, it's important to have free and fair elections and all that kind of good shit people talk about. And I know that some people fucking look for fucking, you know, they fucking are always assuming the worst and they're trying to make it, oh, it's stolen elections, all that bullshit. But, like, you do need to fucking make sure that shit's secure because, like, that is one of the, that is, that is, like, fucking, like, that is where it begins when it comes to like having fucking elections and people you can trust in office is like knowing that you can go vote and that it's able that you're able to and that it's secure you know knowing how those things are tallied and like that's important like we've existed long enough in these systems like we haven't existed very long at all and so like the fact that these systems are being questioned there's nothing wrong with that like they should have been questioned they're always questioned ever at every point in human history like to make sure that we fucking anytime there's ever been people having elections everybody's wanted to make sure like it's secure 
when you're a fucking little kid on the fucking playground. You know, you don't want somebody fucking cheating if you're drawing names out of a hat. It's always fucking, you know, it's this basic human fucking, it's part of the fucking experience. So, like, yeah, I think that, fuck, I don't even know how I got to the fucking free, fair elections part. But it's what makes America, it's one of the things that makes America great. And people need to give those people credit and not write them off, you know? Yeah, well, I think, um, I think election integrity and election transparency are just so important for like upholding a democracy. I mean, I mean, how, how, you know, how are you going to keep, you know, the, this, the structure that, that our political system has been operating in for forever. I mean, for a long time, you know, how are people going to have any trust in that? If, you know, they're, like they, uh, they don't trust the way that votes are tallied. They don't trust the people administering the elections. And that's not saying that those people are doing anything wrong. And we know that generally speaking, they're not, you know, I'm sure you can find like smaller instances here and there of some shit, but like just for the most part, they're, they're just trying to do a job. But when you have a sizable chunk of the electorate that doesn't believe that, it, it starts to cause problems. And I mean, some of those problems you can see are, you know, very apparent and, uh, and I don't know, just everything that's gone on since, since 2016, really, you know, I, like all of that was heightened after 2020, but I, you know, I think the roots of that were planted in 2016. Also like, uh, I think people don't fucking remember that for a lot of people, this is the first time they've ever been paying attention to shit like this. Like, we have record numbers of people voting, and it's, like, it's newer it's newer voters and younger voters and shit like that. People who don't really know, who have no education on it at all. I think our education system failed a fair amount of fucking, like, like a couple generations there, you know? Yeah. Our civics education is civics dog shit. Edu- it's dog shit. Yeah. I know mine was growing up, uh, and I... <laughs> I can imagine that a lot of people had, you know, similar experience, probably worse experiences, honestly. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, and then we wonder why so many people don't understand what's going on. It's because they weren't, they weren't taught about how this stuff is done, you know, how these different processes are conducted and who does them and the different steps that are taken, you know, in the process. Like you can't just, you know, you can't just have like a small little bullshit class in like middle school or high school and just expect people to fully understand everything about government. You know, I feel like most people who study government would say that they don't know that they're not experts in the way everything is conducted. I mean, shit, the size of our federal government alone is so fucking, it's so vast and complex and there's all these different departments and, I don't know. There's just so much that goes into all of it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have people that aren't educated in how government is supposed to run. Uh, Like you said, it's their first time getting involved for so many people like 2016, uh, same thing, 2016 and 2020 increased the amount of people involved in the political process. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly by how much, but it's a fucking lot. So now, you know, it, it just stands to reason that you're going to have more people that are 
less educated about how all of this stuff actually works. Most of them haven't really rooted for anyone in an election and had them lost yet, you know? Yeah. They're brokenhearted. Yeah. Like like when your football team loses in the playoffs, you know? You're devastated. It's awful. It sucks. And, that, I mean, that's how a lot of people felt with, with Trump. And, I mean, even Hillary, right? Like, you know, there were... There, I mean, there, there were tons of people that were fucking devastated when she lost. You know? Um... And they, I don't know, they just need to understand that like that, that happens. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. You have another shot, you know, like Republicans had a chance to, you know, take back Congress and, you know, they, uh, they didn't do as good of a job as they could and shit, they have a shot in 2024 to retake the presidency with, you know, Trump probably. Uh, I don't think it'll go that well for him, but like, I mean, if he's who you want, you know, you might as well try. Yeah. No, I think it's probably going to be him. I don't see who else. It could, I mean, besides DeSantis, and I, he's just a, I guess like we talked about earlier, like it depends on how, what all shit he can get done between now and like the end of March. Shit. Fucking, let's go ahead and fucking start closing this thing out so we can fucking, ah, damn, oh, there's other shit we can always get to. Shit, you got any other fucking bullshit when you talk about? Yeah, I have. I, have, I actually uh, do have a good thing to end it on. Uh, I didn't bring up the other coup. Oh yeah, the coup in Germany. Germany. I don't have as much information on it. It's a. I don't know that that much information on it has been released, but a guy named Prince Heinrich the Thirteenth uh, was arrested in Germany a couple days ago for trying to overthrow the German government, and. There's a reason that nobody had ever heard of him before he was arrested. And it's because he's not super relevant, despite his fancy little name that he has. Uh, he's descended from a noble family there in I don't, some obscure fucking place in Germany. And apparently they ruled for a long time, like hundreds and hundreds of years. His family ruled over this tiny little spot in eastern Germany. And... He, he's a descendant of of that family. And as a result, like, there are all these other families in Germany that are descended from, you know, like nobles who had power and status way back in the fucking day. And they can use, like, their, their, uh, their titles and shit. So, like, that's why this guy's, like, even on the legal documents and shit, after he was arrested, they do call him, like, Prince Heinrich, which is interesting. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm glad we don't have any of that goofy shit here. Um, but he's basically just like this crazy person. Apparently his family has distanced themselves from him. He's like a massive conspiracy theorist and he, he's apparently pretty anti-Semitic and like, he's just, he's kind of crazy. You know, he's a little Kanye-ish. That motherfucker, he, he's, he's off his fucking meds. Bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what this, this guy seems like he might be kind of in that realm. I mean, he definitely is with the anti-Semitism, but that's, we don't have enough time for that. So like he and a couple other people got arrested for trying to draw up this grand scheme to, to overthrow the government. Like, I think they arrested his wife and a couple other people too, but it's just, I mean, 
they're a part of this like unknown far right group that's like loyal to him and his family and like dedicated to bringing him back into power. I do hope that more information comes out about this. Maybe it exists, but I didn't see it in, uh, in the searching that I did, the research that I do, the extents, uh, the extensive research that I do for this podcast, you know, um, he was also just arrested a couple days ago. So maybe, I mean, maybe we will learn more. But yeah, he's basically just a fucking nutcase that wanted to overthrow the government and failed. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy not as cool. The Peru one was way more serious. Peru. This guy is like a nut job. Like Peru came close to having like a, a, well, they're having deadly protests. So I'd say they are having a pretty serious problem. But their government didn't get overthrown by the corrupt president. So that is a plus. Yeah. There's a plus. They have like actual coup problems. Germany nipped that shit in the bud. Like we're gonna throw your crazy ass in prison. Shit. But yeah, no. Not every uh not every week in in world news you get two coups over the same seven day period. So yeah, no, there's a bunch of other shit we could have talked about, but we're coming up on an hour here. Um Maybe we'll get to some of these in a future episode. The Congress passed that big defense bill. It's still got to go through the Senate, so we can kick that one down the road. Yeah, we, we, um, we can do a whole episode on just what is military spending, but continue. Particularly that bill in general. I, there's so much. It's like the Vax mandate and all this other shit's in it. But, yeah, I mean, that wraps up our 13th episode. I believe maybe we'll get to some of these topics later. Maybe we won't. Regardless, uh, we will be recording some more podcasts together just kind of through the end of the year, uh, in the holiday season. Uh, after that, who knows? You know, there's some elections in 2023 coming up. You know, those will be heating up. 2024 started a month ago, uh, something like that. So, I mean, we'll be in the thick of election season. There's always super exciting people that uh, I can invite and bring on, and there's uh, always some people like that. they want to spread their their you know good gospel of why they should be in government. Yeah, and so. they have a platform here on the Bonfire Briefing podcast. But well, that's it for us. Talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, the way real people talk. Uh, yeah, that's it for us. I don't have anything else. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap.